back week 13 with the boys. That's how we doing. Tom, tell me, how's your week been, mate? What are the highs? What are the lows? Nipple update? Uh, I'll leave I'll leave the nipple update to old um Aiden. You, know? you can um, do it if you want. You're just throwing me off here. Sorry. I've got other stories oh, yeah. to tell. You can do it. <laughs> I'll do it. Um, <laughs> um Nipple, yeah. I honestly can't really remember it to be fair. Oh, yeah, um, good. We versed some old people. Mm. Um, uh, we we played pretty poor. A lot of turnovers, a lot of drop balls. Just, um, I think the morale for a few of the players is getting a bit low now. You know, we're we're, we're getting a bit tired of losing. Mm. Um, <laughs> I got to the point where right at the end of the game, he was having a bit of fun. I was I was shooting the ball off the the net like a backboard. Into the hoop. Um, that was fun. Got a got a put back, put back a uh, tip in. Um, just out here experimenting on the netball court, you know, seeing yeah. what I can and can't do, pushing the body to the limit, if you will. Um, and my rest of my week was just pretty, pretty standard. Um, I was invited to go watch the Breakers train on Thursday night, and unfortunately. I mucked up the times in my head, rocked up to up to the arena, couldn't get in, rechecked my emails. I was half an hour late. Um, so I'm very, very gutted about that, you know. Would have liked to rub shoulders with some important people, but didn't get the chance, unfortunately. Fumbled the bag. Fumbled the did, bag. Did fumble, fumble the bag. That's that's a bit of a shame there, Tom. Um, Thanks, man. But hey, hopefully next time. Yeah, we move. We move. Um, Aiden, anything to top that? Uh, yeah. Actually, I've got a couple of stories to share. Um, don't know if we have time for all of them. So, I think we do. So, that's all good. So, um, you know, a bit of Wednesday night social basketball. Um, I, I took a charge, not on purpose. Oh, let's no, you go. Didn't. I did. I wasn't trying to take a charge, though. It was um the person you know like the big guy that plays for blouses, Tom. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, it was like a one-on-one fast break, and he it did like a spin move, and then just like extended the elbow right through my chest, and I like went flying. <laughs> and hurt like everything in my body. I like landed <laughs> on both of my like wrists backwards. On my ass. Oh, I shouldn't be laughing. That sounds awful. It was so sore. Anyway. But you were fine. Um, I thought like <laughs> like my um my back was like real sore and I was like, fuck, like it must be like bruised real bad. And I was getting Laura to check and she was like, nah, there's like nothing there. But she was like, Oh, there's something like looks like your the top of your butt crack is like bruised. <laughs> anyway, I was like, fuck it, there's like no pain there, so we investigated a little more, and it was like my entire asshole was like bruised. Day. Eh? I thought you were like about to tell us, like you said, like 
like a shit stain or something. <laughs> That's nah. not where I thought you were going there. Yeah, uh, bruised like the entire inside of my butt. It was Jesus. like that purple sort of grey that like a real bad bruise goes. Like, God, uh, <laughs> it was rough. <laughs> anyway, I thought that I thought that story could sort of set the tone for the pod. Um, second story. We had a, I don't know if you guys were aware, old Gumboot Friday was on this past Friday, you know, yeah. raising a bit of a, a bit of money for men's mental health. Uh, so we had like a bake sale at work. You'd like do some baking, bring it along and then sell it for, you know, two, three bucks or whatever for a piece goes to charity. So I had this brilliant idea for a prank, if you will, to <laughs> make these love heart shaped sugar cookies and put a couple of the boys' names on them at work. Um, and then I really wanted, I wanted to sneak them into the bake sale without anybody knowing who put them there. And it would just be like this elaborate ruse. They'd be like, everybody would be thinking, who the fuck made these like love heart cookies with these guys' names on them? Like, what's going on here? Anyway, I do that, rock up, can't get away with putting them in. So now a few people have seen me drop off these love heart-shaped cookies with the boys' names on it. A little bit weird. Um, and then the girls in the office tell one of the boys whose name is on it, Matt from Netball. Um, and he comes out, he's like, Oh, did you make personalized cookies for everybody? Um, the office girl said that everybody would have to come in and get their one like real quick. And I was like, Oh, nah, man, they're actually there's actually like 10 with your name on it and 10 with Liam's name on it. So all the girls in the office thought they had all these personalized cookies for them. Um, ended up going through the container just to find out that they all had Matt and Liam written on them. <laughs> it just took a massive let down to everybody. But the boys found it funny. It was all the baddest. We had a good laugh. Anyway. That's poor office. Two please. highlights. Two highlights of my week. There you go. Uh, I can't, can't top I, that I'm sure. Can't can't top can't can't top that at all. Um what'll be the social roundup. We had a tie in football last last monday um i was the reason for one of the penalties that got let in wasn't great it was a bang bang play i went for the ball got his ankle he's in a cast but he's all right um no, no, he's, he's fine the guy's fine um great guy actually gotta be with him afterwards um choose tuesday night um we lost in double ot Jeez. brutal brutal loss um we we had a chance to win at the end of regulation mr three we had a chance to win in overtime and one of our ringins to miss two free throws with the second left and then in double ot we lost wow um yeah that was that that the morale on the team afterwards was pretty brutal actually it's actually brought the team to its knees. There's been a few passive aggressive comments in the WhatsApp group chat after that, and it just got pretty ugly. Um, Friday, we got a win, though, which was nice. Um, the Friday league's quite fun. You know, real chill vibes. Got the music blaring in the background. It's it's good It's good times. Um, so my life kind of revolves around social sports and work at the moment. So, yeah, all in all, wasn't, wasn't too bad at all. Um, what about indoor hockey? Indoor hockey, I had to take the week off, actually. Um, 
work came in front of that. So we're back next week though at the Thunderdome out west, which is good fun. Um, <laughs> so that's what they call it. Um, so that'll be that'll be good fun actually. With my mate Brandon, um, I normally fill in around shout a out goalkeeper. Brandon. Big shout out, Brandon. Um, fill in in the goalkeeper area or at the back. I don't really understand the rules too well. Kind of more in like that hitman kind of role, you know. So just just kind of rough it up a little bit. Same with football, actually. I I understand that. So I kind of base my football kind of on my hockey play as well. You know, just just try to get involved and emulate what other players do as well. Um, just yeah. A little bit, watch a little bit of NHL highlights. Doesn't really, it's not ice hockey for one, actually. It's inline skating. So it's like you got rollerblades on. Wait, no, you don't. Yeah. No, you don't. You, I, do. I, I, I was going to ask that as a joke. You, you need to take photos. I, you need to take I'll, photos. I'll, I'll, I'll take photos next time. That's really fine. There's no way you wear rollerblades. Yeah. It's inline skating, mate. Brandon said, "Do you want? Do you want to play?" And I said, "Why not?" I fucking don't believe you. Bring your own rollerblades. We'll get Brandon on the pod. Yeah, I got some. Is it BYO? Yeah. Oh, good, good group of lads. What do you mean you Um, got some rollerblades? (laughs) Brandon sent me to a shop and I got some rollerblades. I reckon the whole thing is made up. No, I'll take a photo next week. I can put it on the Instagram. Yeah, sure. Um, um, one thing I forgot to mention is we did a social wrap up. Monday night social with um mm. the team Aiden, Aiden used to play in. Um boys are boys are really starting to miss you, Aiden, by the way. Um we we played this team, um warming up on the other side of the court was um that Norts and Crossovers team, you know, the one that had all the Shirley guys. Yeah. So I was like, fuck, we're about to play these guys. Like, this isn't looking good. We only had five players. Um, but then the old switcheroo, they went to the other court and some um, some guys came across. They looked like absolute scrubs. So I was like, oh, yeah, here we go. There's this one guy on this team who was like fucking more lights out than that guy from LeBron Trage. You know, like the great shooter in Trage. Yeah. This guy was fucking more cash than him. And unlike the guy from LeBron Trage, like if you close out on that guy, he can't do much. But this guy... Fucking get into the rim. He's got like a real killer, like post, like almost like a sky hook when he gets to the rim. And like Ender couldn't even like get up and block it. So like if you run him off the three, he fucking gets the rim and makes a sky hook. And if you don't close him out, he drains a three. Like he would have had fifty points on us, eh? And I've never seen this guy around before either. Never seen him before. <laughs> looking like he's like a twenty-nine-year-old like regular Joe-looking guy. But fuck, he was everywhere. It was a machine on defense as well. Also a real humble, nice dude. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So I thought I'd just jump in on that fantasy. Um, not fantasy. Social. Social. I chain. mean, ho- hockey for me is fantasy. But in my mind, I play it. What? <laughs> I'm still convinced it's fucking made up. But we, we move. Please move. What? Let's move on to certified, not certified. Tom, yeah. the people wanted it, and we got it finally. Finally, back back to your turn. No, we're not. <laughs> oh, we're not. I'm doing it. Oh, <laughs> oh okay. No, tip of your expectations, in folks. My bad. Sorry. Tom did it last week. <laughs> okay. Sorry, maybe I was off the high that it was so good last week that we it had to come crashing back down. All right, I'm coming with a heater. First one. Oh, no. 
Um, wearing socks to bed. Oh, oh, not certified. Not certified. Yeah, that's what did weird. you say? Hacker? Not certified. Not, not, not certified. But a certified from Tom. No, nah, that was not certified from me as well. Oh, an NC. I feel like we need to go descending from um, the screen down, Ehacker. So if you could just stay in your lane, please. Sorry. Um, yeah. I'll just I'll pre, 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 uh, what am I trying to say here? I wear socks in the winter sometimes when I go to bed, but once I've heated up, I take them off instantly because I just feel more comfortable. Just before you've gone, off. obviously before you've gone to sleep though, but you're in bed. Yeah. Okay. But I just right. I don't feel comfortable when I'm in bed with socks on. It's just. Mm. I don't know. Can't describe it. Just like to have my like to have my dogs free, you know. Yeah, I'm I'm with um <laughs> Yeah, I'm with Tom on that one. Yeah, like I can't put it as, as eloquently as he did, but yeah. No, I shared sentiment. Yeah. The dogs free. I'm sure you can find the words similar to let the dogs free. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think you just heat up too much. Just socks and beard just it's just a bit weird. Same with like track pants or like a hoodie and beard? No, this yeah. is way different. I'm not a fan either though. I don't know if it does. I'm a what big you, socks, and, socks and beard guy. Any time uh, a big right. socks and beard guy. The least surprising thing I've heard today. Fuck yeah, I'm not yeah. Now that explains a lot, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like not wearing socks in general. Always gotta have a pair of socks on, you know. Yeah, no, that just explains a lot. Can't sleep without socks. To be fair, well, I can, but you know, like one of those things, just struggle. I feel like um, when I don't have, when I'm barefoot, feel... bare, it's all I think about. One of those situations. What? How can that be all you think about? They're just That's like fuck. I need socks on. They're just running through my mind. Can't sleep. Skip. Get up. Put socks on. Fall asleep like a baby. Oh, okay. Do your feet not get hot or anything? Like, do you not get too warm? No. I don't, like... I'm pretty, like, easy at getting asleep when it's, like, hot and stuff. It doesn't really, like, bother me, the temperature. Damn. Whether it's, like, hot or cold. Okay. I'm pretty... Pretty good. This reminds, this reminds me of, like, I th- uh, when my mates back in the way they used to wear a beanie to bed because they used to get cold like that. And that's a bit too far, though, right? That is too far. Back in, back in school, people used to straighten their hair and then they'd wear a beanie to bed so it would keep their hair straight over. No, they didn't. Who was 100%. it? 100%. I think I got a few names that few names that I think I know of who. But... I don't want to name names, but you definitely yeah. know who. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that actually makes so much sense. Ah, uh, fuck it. They don't listen to the pod. Chris and Reedy. Um... <laughs> Did he? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um... oh. It's so some, good. Some other skaxes out there, though. <laughs> Christian, really? Uh, I think Chris has ever listened to an episode of this. Should we just segue into just a part. just a quick um quick shout out to um Chris's brother-in-law? Oh yeah, Chris, 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 Chris. message message the pod. Mm. Uh, asked asked if we could give a shout out to one of our biggest fans across the ditch. Uh, his brother-in-law Josh listens Love to every Josh. podcast. I'm real. Um, yeah, some great feedback there, um, and we, you know, hope you have a great week, Josh. 
So. Much love, Josh. So, number two, <clears throat> going to the cinema during the day. Uh, this is one we've been sitting on for about three weeks when me and Tom were out having a beer um, one afternoon down at the Good Home, which is just adjacent to Silkyota Cinemas. Um, it was about 2 p.m. and a movie obviously finished and a big group of people, well, not like one big group, a lot of people came out. It obviously gone to maybe a 12.30 sitting mm. on a Saturday afternoon at the movies. What are your thoughts on that? Not certified. Sorry, Tom. I'm certified. You're certified? Yeah. Actually, I'm not surprised, considering you like wake up at like 9 a.m. on a Saturday and want a game. <laughs> it's already been up for two hours at the movies. <laughs> That's criminal. <laughs> I've 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 been to a nine AM viewing on a Saturday morning of a movie. No, you haven't. Oppenheimer. They don't even open that early, surely. <laughs> Up here they do. Nine AM. Is... This. Yeah. Uh, granted, that was the only time some of my other mates could do it as well, and I really wanted to see it. So <laughs> we made it happen. For some reason, to me, something about an afternoon movie session just screams just, just like loneliness. Even if you're going with people, I just I don't know what it is. I love it. Like after, like afternoon movie, like a two three p.m. and finish around four five. Go for dinner afterwards. You know. Nah, it's got to be a dinner first. Movie after. Yeah. I get too tired. Grow up. Me also, <laughs> like back in the day, like when you're at school, uh, when, like. All good going to the movies during the day, like school holidays. Because you're banking. Oh, right. No, during like holidays, oh, or right. like hitting a movie after school, like on a Friday. Um, I don't know. I went. I went to a 10 p.m. viewing a Spider Man. Does that is is that what you guys would rather me to say? No, just anything after like 6 p.m. To be honest. Okay. So if I went to something at 5:30, I'll allow it. Yeah. Five? No, not, not as bad. Yeah, no, five I think is the cutoff. Four thirty just sounds too early. Four forty-five, but the movie doesn't actually start till five because the ads. Yeah, it's too early. <laughs> this is winter because it gets dark quicker. It's cold, you know. Okay, July, like middle of July, movie starts at four fifty, like dark outside, rickety, <laughs> you know, raining. Yeah, um, uh, I wouldn't mind. Yeah, it'd be right. Okay. Still, I just prefer nighttime though. You know. Yeah, nighttime movies just better vibes. Okay, okay. I'm not certified uh, on that as well. Well, for you movie lovers, I'm certified all hours of the day. Um, number three, bit of a foodie. If I, if I could, I'd watch it at seven a.m. Yeah, right, here. You and your roller skates can fuck off. <laughs> uh, number three is having like hot lettuce and hot tomatoes. Oh, or having like yuck. a toasted sandwich or like a toasted oh. wrap or something like that. What? Hot lettuce? That's yeah, so like if you make like a toasted sandwich, like a BLT, but then you like toast it and now your lettuce is hot and your tomatoes hot. Or are you a, a fresh lettuce and tomato? 
person. I don't know anybody that has toasties with lettuce in it. I actually got asked, asked today if I had tomato in my toasties. I said no because they get soggy. I love tomatoes, but I wouldn't have them in a toastie. Um, in terms of your question there, that's definitely not certified. That's, that's yeah, great. You, you want your vegetables to be fresh. Yeah. Wait, how is it not fresh? Like cold fresh. Yeah, this more came from the um, idea of like, you know, when you get like a wrap and then you can like toast, toast a wrap. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Or like, you, sometimes I see TikTok videos of like people that make like wraps and then chuck them in the toasty machine and then like the cut them in half, but they have lettuce in mm. there. Not a, Actually, hot lettuce is not the move. I had I had a um, toasted uh, breakfast burrito actually that had a little bit of lettuce and it wasn't actually that bad. Well, that's not well, a breakfast burrito. It's got lettuce. It might have been spinach actually. That was okay. Oh yeah, no, that's all right. Spinach. Yeah. Spinach is a little different because you can put spinach in like hot food. Mm. Yeah, I think that's what. Yeah, or whatever you know. Oh, love a good breakfast burrito though. I make a, I make a pretty killer breakfast burrito. Not gonna lie. Oh, what are you throwing up? Uh, just a bit of egg. Mm. I'll, I'll only throw it. So I put a bit of mm. egg in the pan, let it cook, chuck mm. a wrap on top of it, let it let the egg cook into the wrap. And then flip it so the wraps down the bottom of the pan and the eggs. Okay, are yes. Oh, yum. Put a bit of red onion, bit of mushroom. Mm. Bit of oh, but onion. Okay. Yeah. Um, bit of caramelized onion in there. A little bit oh, of sriracha. Wow. Bit oh, of cheese. Wow. And then flip it on so it's in its half. And then you, bam, Bob's your uncle. Okay, that's, quite, that's actually quite nice. Might have to chuck that one up on the uh, Instagram reels. See yeah. See what the people think of that. Should I start? Should I start a Tom's cooking, cooking channel? Mm. Tom's, Tom's, uh, Tom's touching tips in the kitchen. <laughs> touching tips with Tom in the kitchen. It's up there with quad with Chris. <laughs> uh, anyway, number four. Number four. Uh, pretty topical. Uh, Christmas trees. Going up in November. In your home, of course. Um, you know what? Certified. Oh. I'm not a Grinch. I enjoy, I enjoy festivity and happiness. So if someone's chucking up a tree and there's just a bit of joy and a bit of happiness going on, I'm all for it. Um... Just uh, I, I hate Christmas Day because I have a bit of a, a blended family, if you will. So it's just too much admin on Christmas Day for me. So I hate Christmas Day, but I love Christmas. Fair but enough. I hate Christmas music. Oh. So not like a Mariah Carey fan? No, fucking. Michael nah, Bublé? Hate, hate, nah, hate Michael Bublé. Love Snoopy's Christmas. Yeah. Nah, um, I love, love that Irish song. That's all I can describe it as, the Irish song. The Irish song. They like they like talk as they like singing. Um, That's one for the listeners. Is, is it kind of Email like a jingle? It. I mean, like it's a very popular song. Okay. Um, there's like a lyric that I want to say, but I don't want to say it. So, 
could you could you could you point us in, in a certain direction for us to try to find like, it? There's a girl and a guy that they like talk to each other and then she like says something like you big lousy and then says like <laughs> an F word. Is Shrek? No, he's Scottish. No. <clears throat> yeah, I'm just googling it for you. Ehaka, you tell us about your um your thoughts on the Christmas tree. Yeah, I'm with it as well. I'm with it. I um, think, you know, Christmas tree growing up in November is fine. And it also symbolizes, you know, getting towards the end of the year and summer's around the corner as well. So I think, yeah, I'm, I'm certified on it. I, I, don't, I, I, I enjoy Christmas music. Aiden? Yeah, Laura wanted to chuck it up yesterday, which is where the question stemmed from. It didn't get get put up in the end mm. um, because we didn't have time. Uh, but divide it probably the probably go up next weekend. Um, I'm I don't mind it. I used to hate Christmas decorations. I like I love Christmas, like the festivities. I just not a fan of like just over the top Christmas decorations. But a Christmas tree isn't that, of course. What's but. what's what's over the top for you? Like stuff out in your front yard. Yeah, okay. No. The fake the fake snow machine. No, yeah, that's too much. Like okay. the American thing. Wait, that you don't like that. Yeah. You must no. hate Halloween then. Nah. Well, I mean we don't really do Halloween. Does that mean hang on, yeah, do you mean, like would well, do you like that somebody else does it? No. Like if you're driving down the street, so, you see someone with Christmas decoration in their front yard. Or you just hate that in general. Yes, yeah. Um, when it's like a one-off, like when it's one house on a street, it's just a bit like over the top. But if like a street, like, mate, I said I like Christmas. You said you hated Christmas. Don't call me the Grinch. No, I hate Christmas Day. Yeah. That's just because I have have a sad family story, you know, so. Can you accept my screen share so I can show you the song? All right. All right. Grow up. Can this? I'll, I'll highlight the lyric I was referring to. I've never <laughs> heard this in my life. Fair enough. It, it's called um, Fairy Tale of New York by the um, Pogues. By the Pogues, yeah. Pogues, how are you gonna play it for us? Right? This feels like I'll be right. I'll be right in front of it. This definitely sounds like a Dolan's 2 a.m. kind of vibe. You didn't know the song? I know the song. Alright, well that's that's that there you go. We don't want to get copyrighted. Is this specifically yeah, a Christmas song? song? I don't know. Yeah, it is a Christmas song. I loved your YouTube recommended though. I didn't even see what it was. See that in the video form. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, moving on. Sorry, moving on. Mm, moving on. We'll go to the fifth one. So we're all certified on that. Christmas trees, okay yeah. to go up in November. Yeah. Um, you heard that first here on Certified Bucket Boys. Number five. Um, thought we might have to do at least one sport one. Yeah, good call. Um, and that's avoiding score updates and watching a game Ooh. delayed. Yay or nay? Uh, not certified. I, I hate 
watching a game delayed, I feel like for some reason I don't feel as excited knowing that it's already happened. Um, I know it's pretty weird. Um, I mean, I've, I've done it. I've avoided watching scores and I'll watch the replay, but I don't know. I just I want to I want to live in the moment when it's live. Call me strange. No, hey, I get that. I, yeah, I'm. I'm gonna say certified, but I I totally understand what Tom's saying. Like I, I I used to be so like that as well, but it's got to the point where it's inevitable that the game's gonna be there because I'll instinctively just go chick fantasy or Twitter or something, and I'll find out anyway. And I think also just like the practicalities of it. Sometimes you don't have time to watch it during the day, so just watch it at night. And it doesn't really bother me if I know the score now. Um, but like if the Lakers lost or something, I just like won't watch the game. To be quite honest, it was a replay. It's like, oh, I don't want to spend two hours. Or sometimes just watch the highlights instead. But yeah, I'll say certified. I'm uncertified on it as well. Completely um, agree with Tom. Like not even not, even not not certified. Sorry, still working on it. New to the pod. Um, First time, long time. Yeah, not certified on it because it's the same thing as Tom said. I just feel like I'm not as excited, mm. even though I don't know the outcome. I just know that the outcome's already happened. So, like, it's a weird, a weird thing to explain. Like, it's it's possible that they've already lost. So, like, I don't want to sit there and get excited. That makes sense. Yeah. And then I'm always also with you on the watching the replay, Ehaka. Like, I won't hide from the score. But if like the Lakers, for example, if they win, I like to go back and watch the game. If I didn't watch it mm. live, but if they lost, then probably won't yeah. even watch the highlights. I was I was I was thinking about that today, and it's 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 quite ironic because like I to your point, like I won't watch it if they lose. But funnily enough, it's probably where you'll learn the most about where the team needs to improve when they lose. You know what I mean? Mm. And mm. it's just like we avoid that because it's just like oh, it's too hard to do. In my mind, at least, it's like, oh, I don't want to suffer through, especially if it's a close game and they lose by, you know, like two or three. And it's just like, oh, I really wasted two hours just to see them lose, even though it's probably more of a, um, you would definitely learn more out of that than them probably winning for an extent sometimes. But I don't know. Awesome. But yes, so speaking of NBA, should we move into that? Can do. What's it Can been do. now? I think I think it's been you know a week and a half since the season started. Is that right? Around about then, almost two weeks. Living days. Living days. About. What's it say on the What's it say on the tribe at? Day six, six day seven. Some or teams have played seven games. Oh. Someone played six. Some day twelve five. today. Love that. Um, boys, I want to get your. I mean, we'll, we'll dive into a few things here around it i know we all love the nba a lot um but i know people i i want your take on these i know people especially in this day and age love to react to things you know like a team's down you know like they lose their first couple games of the season you're like oh they're done let's write them off Hmm. do we think that culture's a bit too much these days or do we think they just come to the territory and people are kind of over, you know, oh, we've got to, you know, it's 82 games. Let's just react now. If you kind of get what I'm saying there. Yeah, I think it's both. Like it is a bit like over the top, but then that also is just kind of the way she goes with sports. Mm. You know, it's a very in the moment kind of thing. So people always want to react to it. 
And I feel mm. like there's always some truth to early season reactions. You know, like teams might fix a problem, but it still might be there a little bit. Mm. Um, I can't really think of a time where over the course of a season, a team completely 180'd on something, except Boston Celtics, was it like three years ago? Well, like the Lakers last year. Yeah, true. True, but that came with trades though, so it was more like that was more of like a different team. Right. You mean just 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 the team in general? Probably the, to your point, John. The only other team I can think of was the 2014 Indiana Pacers, where they were like top of the East going into the All Star break and then absolutely fell apart second half of the season. And oh, then just they, they traded away Denny Granger, mate. Even though he just, wasn't playing, even though he wasn't playing, and just imploded in the playoffs as well. They bought in. Um, I remember that they bought in. Even Turner, who was bowling for Philadelphia. That's right. But they were a shit team, so he was just putting up he was like good stats, bad team. And then they Indiana traded away Danny Granger, who, as we've learned from Paul George over the years, Danny Granger would have been the voice in the locker room. Like Paul George isn't the leader. Mm. So they got rid of Danny Granger, bought in Evan Turner. Evan Turner was like a dumpster fire. Yeah. And went down help him. Yeah. And I think to your point, Tom, sorry, I'd only jump in here in a second. What you're saying about um reacting to moments i do think we are prisoners of moments with with things you know what i mean like looking mm. at wimby at the moment he will be a generational talent but people will probably you know within his first year say there's gonna be the best basketball player of all time which is just unfair on him and unfair on a bunch of things even if that statement becomes true you know mm. but to your point tom it's just the way sports goes so no nah, fair enough aiden thoughts comments no, I agree. We are definitely prisoners at the moment. More so mm. people that are paid to do what we're doing, talking mm. about sport. They, you know, overreact to everything. It's literally like sometimes it's they talk about players like it's the first time they've ever seen them, you know? Yeah. It's like, oh, well, no, we've known they're good for a long time. Or yes. we've known we've known that they're playoff chokers for a long time. You know, there's no need to act like this is the first time something's ever happened. Mm. Um, but I think that's the the way the sort of media around sport is going. It's all about getting clicks online. Yeah. What What can I say that's the most outrageous thing that I can then put in the title of a video that's going to get the most people to click on it, you know, yada, yada. Yeah. It sort I of takes it's... away from, from what, what's really on display. And in social media, you can clip something and that, that's on the internet forever, you know, and people just refer to that going forward. And it's hard to get that out of people's minds sometimes, no matter, especially if you have an agenda or a narrative that they're trying to push. Yeah. Especially one that comes to mind is um, uh, Max Kellerman, where he said something about, Oh yeah. He's like, if it's, coming, if it's coming to the, like the last <laughs> shot of the game, give me a Godala. The oh, like the aliens are pointing a laser beam at the, Earth. The, the Martians, to, the Martians are pointing a laser beam at Earth. I've got one man to win a game. Give me Iguodala. <laughs> like, like fuck off, eh? Yeah, uh, with with Stephen Clay on that TV. Yeah. But but yes, um, I'm with you there. The one game winner. Yeah, he's been of the kings of that day. Eh? Yeah, very much are. Like, I think they cut. So last year, as an example, like I almost feel like ESPN won Joel Embiid MVP because how much 
they talked about like Jokic in a way that made him not even want to like have his name associated with it. Mm, mm, it's a really good point. It's like, yeah, they just created so much negativity around. I don't. Like, how do you create negativity around the best player in the world? You know, mm. like, sure, you can like nitpick his defense, but like other things when you're that good, it's just crazy. And then, yeah, that's why I sort of felt like last year they just like he took himself out of the race because of the media around it. He's just like, no, fuck this. Like, I don't want to be involved in all that shit. Like, fair enough. Yeah. And it's like, especially for a superstar to be so, he's not outspoken. He's not brash. He's these humble as, and he only ever gives praise to his teammates. You know what I mean? And mm. it, it was, it was just weird, but it kind of goes back to the point that, you know, Joy Allen Bede's a little bit more um, out there, social media wise and whatnot as well. But I think, yeah, it's just, Voter fatigue, maybe, is, is a word that got thrown around last year. Mm. I don't know. I, um, I, I've talked about this before, but I I hate, and the East Bend Standard now do this, like the opposite of what you're talking about with um, Jokic now, whereas they're like obsessing and praising him for his lack of care. Mm. And like, oh, yeah. I fucking hate it. I can't stand how little he cares. Like, I know that sounds <laughs> weird. I hate when it's too much, but I hate when it's too little. I saw a montage on TikTok the other day of just all his clips of him not caring. And it was like, like they won the NBA finals and he's like, I just want to go home. And they talk about the parade. He's like, what? There's a parade. I don't want to go to a parade. I just want to go home and all this shit. I'm like, man, fucking grow up. eh? Like you've just won a championship for Denver. Like they want to celebrate with you. Like be happy. Like I'm all, I'm, I'm all good. Like you don't want the spotlight and all this shit, but like, I don't know. I feel like mm. he's like a hipster trying too hard. Mm. I can imagine, like, again, it's probably, we, we only see what we see online as well. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, but I totally get your point. Like, I just want my, I want my superstars to, like, care a little. And obviously, he, he probably, obviously he does. But, mm. like, like, we get it. You you don't care about the MVPs and all this stuff. But, like, I don't know. I don't know. I think I think to your point there, friend of the pod, Nick actually brought up a good point in terms of if you've never seen him, I don't think um, too upset outside of basketball. It's it's because like when he's on the court, you know he's giving absolutely everything, and then when he's off the court, you can probably tell that there's bigger things in his life that he's had to deal with. So it's just very like I think that's probably where it comes from as well, Tom. In terms of probably comes across that he doesn't care, but again, we're trying to. Like a, I don't know, make judgment on somebody we don't really know personally. I think the point where I took it over, like, annoyed me the most was the parade bit where he hmm. got upset about the, having a parade like two days ago. Oh, later. yeah. Like, I just, just want to yeah. go home. Like, fuck, man. Like, you just want a championship. Like, mm. be happy. Like, no. I'm all good with like superstars being like serious and stuff. Once I've reached the goal, like, show a bit of joy. I, I, I Obviously, he was, he would have been happy inside and probably behind closed mm. doors, he would have been. But like, show the fans who like love you, especially fans in Denver. Show them a bit of like, bit of your character. Yeah. Like you look no. at when, um, um, the Lakers was it two thousand two thousand nine when they were up, um, on the Suns what two o. There's that real famous when the commentators talking to Kobe about like why is he not, um, happy or like he's like oh, you're up two o yet we still can't see a smile. And then Kobe's like, what's there to smile about? And then the reporter's just like, but you're up 2-0. And 
and then Kobe's just like, job's not finished. Like, that kind of stuff's all good. But then once Kobe's won the title, you know, he's jumping on the bench, um, on the scorer's table, like, screaming and celebrating. Like, that's that's what I want to see from a superstar. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. I, it just show, I guess he's, he's passionate in other ways. That's just not yeah, his I, personality. But... Yeah, I get that. I reckon um, I'd love to see more NBA stars be like, KD, you know, they're like, I feel like they hold, kind of like KD holds like all the media people like accountable for the shit they say. Yeah. But then he also yeah. like, he backs it up as well. Yeah. He's, like, yeah, he's real, he's real supportive of like young players when he gets like yes. asked about them. Um, and he's like real friendly with like all the other vets and stuff. But then he's like so competitive out on the court. Yeah. I reckon yeah. Has, that aspect of him is like perfect. Like there needs to be more people like him to like grow the sport, more positivity. Mm. I think it comes across real genuine that he just loves playing basketball, and that's all he like. That's like the biggest thing to him. You know, yeah, it isn't it, it isn't the money or the fame or anything for him. Like he just loves playing basketball, and it comes across every time. To your point, and it comes across every time you see him play. Mm-hmm. And he's just like he. I'm sure he's actually just like a really positive dude because <laughs> he seems like he seems like a really chill dude. Like those first years in OKC when he was just balling out and whatnot, like. I, in the summer, I'm assuming all he ever did was play basketball going forward. Like, he didn't take a break at all, you know? Like, just loves the grind. Yeah, outside of him going to Golden State. But, you know. Wonder how he's feeling about his two marquee teammates not taking the court. (laughs) They go, here we go again. What's wrong, Brilliant? I don't know, man. Booker usually a pretty um, reliable guy as well to be out there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what's going on with Bradley Beal. He's caught a case of the Brad Beals, Devin Booker. Should we? Should we? In that vein, talk about maybe some of the teams we think need to hit the panic buttons a bit early in the season. Yeah, it's a good good uh, segue. Yeah, I'll start. Yeah, go on. Rip it in. Um. I didn't really know where to take this, but I've just gone kind of my my own route of it, if you will. Um, one team I'll start with, and I've talked to you guys a little bit about it, is a darling team of mine, and I'm sure all three of us, is the Cleveland Cavaliers. Mm. Um, so they're two and four on the season. Obviously, Jared Allen has only played one game. Darius Garland's played two. Um, looked good in his first game. Then when he came back yesterday against Indiana, didn't look as good. But um, they are 26th in offense in the league. They are 18th in rebounding. And they're 23rd in assists per game, which just kind of shows you, like, they're just, I don't know, there's something off with the team, like, chemistry-wise. And I feel like that always shows in kind of a lot of the assists with teams. Um, mm. And they're about middle of the pack defensively as well, the 13th in offensive points per game. A team with like Donovan Mitchell being 26th on offense is pretty crazy to me. Um, I also said to you guys about him, he looks he looks kind of like he's got one foot out the door like he did in his last year in Utah, where like last year for the Cavs, he was like putting up monster numbers, but he was playing real hard on defense. And then this year so far, he's been pretty... 
pretty, pretty lackluster, I'd say, on defense, like what he was like in his last year in Utah, just not much hustle going on. And I'm a massive body language guy. And we know LeBron is the king of like negative body language, but like Donovan Mitchell, man, this season in Cleveland, like, fuck, his body language has been atrocious. Just does not look like he wants to be there. Could be out sooner rather than later. Mm. Yeah, with Darius Garland being out as well, he's having to carry the load again. Like, I don't know. He's, back. I mean, Darius Garland's back now, but that team just seems like a little bit of an enigma. They've got some awesome pieces, but they just seem to have such bad lapses on defense. And then on offense, it's like if Donovan Mitchell isn't going, it's like even Mobley, unless he's under the hope, can't score. Isaac Coro's mm. not that consistent from three. You know, Max Struess, like, started off the season, I think, like, 40% from three. Now it's, like, 21% from three. Hmm. It's, so I was going to say, like, it know. must be so frustrating having a roster on paper that looks like an 80, uh, 51 team. Sorry. Mm. 81 then, team. 81 team, 51 team. And then, you know, you start the season with your starting centers out. Um, Darius Garland goes down after the first game. You know, that's two All-Stars. I know they both have an All-Star appearance, so you can call them All-Stars. Um, gone for the first two weeks of the season, essentially. Yeah. But it's now not Donovan like they've been drifting our like, team, though. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell now feels like he's carrying the full weight of the team because even Mobley still hasn't developed an offensive game, which obviously that has to happen over time, but you can't expect him to then just figure it out game two of the season. He's all of a sudden the second high scorer on the team. It's like, well, now you're going to start going to guys like Karis LeVert and Max Struess. Mm. You know, they'll shoot one for 10 one game and seven for eight the next game. And then fucking three for 15. They're just so hit and miss. Don't forget this the like... <laughs> Don't get me started on the minivan shooting in the corner. <laughs> it's just, yeah, the consistency is not there. But they don't have like their identity yet. They should have an identity. It should be defensive rebounding um, and pushing the ball, especially with Garland, or well, especially with the double bigs and then Garland and Mitchell, two of the better playmakers in the league. They're, they're, like you say, Tom, they should be higher in offense. I'd expect them to get up there, you know, be be a top 10 defensive rebounding team and then a team that dominates on the fast break as well. Um, and I think that comes with, you know, having an identity um, which they haven't been able to create yet due to these injuries, which is, I think, where the frustrations are coming from. That's I, I don't think they're in, like, panic stations quite yet um, because of the injuries. I think you can say, look, it's going to take a bit more time than we hope to start here, but, yeah, maybe it is time to hit the panic button. I think in just terms of, like, where I – me personally was projecting them at 50 wins plus. That's kind of why I've put them as a panic team. You know, they still, I, I don't think they'll miss the playoffs at all. Well, they shouldn't. If they did, that'd be a huge letdown. But I just mm. don't think they're quite what I thought they were going to be. Um, what about, we'll go e What about you? Do you have a team? Uh, Aiden, are you going to talk about that team we talked about before? Because if so, I'll go somewhere else. Uh, I've got a couple teams if you want to do that one. And I can oh, jump cool. on. Yeah, sweet. Um, me and Adam before the pod were talking about the Knicks. Um, interesting team. I think 
awesome season last season for them. They seemed to start getting it together. The pieces they had were uh, Jalen Brunson coming into his own, you know, Mitchell Robinson um, establishing himself in the middle a little bit more. Julius Randle had a great season um, and they ran in um, that, you know, they had, they didn't have a bad playoff um, run either, um, but started off a little bit weird this season. Um, lost to the Celtics in the first game by four. You know, it, it is what it is. They actually played pretty well. Um, and you're playing against probably one of the one of the best teams, probably the favorite to go to the finals as well. Then a win against mm-hmm. the Hawks, which was nice. Um, but then, you know, when one of the one out of their last four lost to the Pelicans, yeah, that was a weird game. You know, they were in control of that game and then kind of let it go in the end there. Um, then got things back on track, winning against the Cavs, which is great. Um, and then they lose against the Cavs by six. Watching this game probably was the most frustrating thing I've ever done in my life. Not because I just betted it, but also because Julius Randle is just not is trying to force things when it's just not working. You know, I don't know if he he, he can't hit threes consistently anymore. You know, he when he's wanting the ball, it's an ISO and him backing somebody down takes at least, you know, four or five seconds for him to get to a spot. By then they're just crowding the lane and then he's trying to kick it out and then it's a bad shot on the three. And then yesterday they end up um Who they play yesterday? The Bucks by they lost by five. Mm. Jalen Brunson is forty seven and they still lose. Now that's not a great, so great endorsement when your best player has forty plus and you still lose, you know, and that Bucks team is still trying to get it together. They're they're not they're not great. At the moment, they will be fantastic, but at the moment, they're still trying to get together. You think they would try to capitalize on that? But I don't know. I don't want to lay the lay the blame at Julius Randle's feet. You know, Quentin Grimes went missing there a little bit defensively at the end. He had some threes earlier on, which is great. Um, but Julius Randle saw so much of him just trying to force things to the hoop and try to get involved. And players do that from time to time. You know, when they they feel like they need to get back in rhythm. But it just was it was ugly basketball. I mean, that's all it was, you know, it was it was not fun to watch. So and I love watching the Knicks to be quite honest. I'll say that I love watching uh oh, How? How do you like watching the Knicks? But don't enjoy Julius Randle too much at the moment. We were all I'm looking back at our over unders. We were all so, under that's that's my team. They're forty five. Yeah. We were so, you know. You know, I was. I remember in that pod I was talking about that I was very under, so I'm not too surprised about the Knicks, to be honest. Um, I think it's it's always hard when, like a a small guard is leading a team, and last year Brunson just got super hot, and I don't know, yeah, Julius Randle was shooting real well, just yeah, I don't know, it was just. Yeah, I'm just I don't know. I'm not I'm not surprised by the Knicks downfall here. And I remember people were quite high on Dante DiVincenzo going there. I remember bringing that up. And that doesn't surprise me. That hasn't worked out for them. Um what about you, Anne? Um yeah, I think I agree that they're in a panic situation. Um yeah, yeah, we might have said they're going to be below 45, but that's from like our own opinion. Or I'm sure their opinion is they should be a 51 team top four seed. And 
if that's what they think they are, then they're sure as hell in a panic mode situation because it's already fallen apart. Like Julius Randall, I think, is taking the crown from LeBron as the all-time or the current league worst, uh, what you say, worst body language player. Mm. Oh, yeah. Jalen Brunson had, what, 40, 45, 47 40, yesterday? 47, yeah. Um, and he took what I think was either a go-ahead or a game-tying shot with, like, 30 seconds left. Um, Randall was just standing out on the three, didn't like the shot, shrugged, walked back on D as all the Bucks players came running past him and they got an and one, I think, Dame, Dame Lillard got. And that's like, bro, you're like fucking four for 16 from the field. You've done nothing all season. Jalen Brunson's absolutely cooking and now you're being like, what the fuck are you doing taking this shot? You know? Like he, he wants to be the leader, wants to be the best player, but in reality, it's not not going to be him. It's Jalen Brunson, who seems to be a better leader, better teammate, and a better um, player at getting a bucket when you need one. On top of the Julius Randle issue, um, Mitchell Robinson's, you know, his circle outside of the team is already posting again on socials about how he's used wrong and like, mm. and all he does is stand out there and rebound for 35 minutes and they, they don't give him enough offensive touches and all this shit. I'm like, see, that's just bad coming into the locker room, especially for a starter. I don't, personally, I don't think Mitchell Robinson should have a bigger role, but that's something you need to address because that's just causing issues within the team. And you know how <coughs> turmoil can just get out of control in New York mm. as well. Like I, it, think, I think he's used pretty well. In that team, to be quite honest, one of the bright spots. Yeah, I so do I. Considering he can't can shoot, be, he yeah, hard. exactly. It could be similar, like the path he'll be on. It'll be similar to like Andre Drummond, because I remember Andre Drummond was out there to to rebound and play a bit of D, and then his circle and himself talked about wanting to be have a bigger role on offense, mm. and then he left Detroit seeking that, and then his career just went downhill after that, and he was just. You know, became a bit of a laughing stock in the league, to be honest. Yeah. So I mean, Mitchell Robinson, he's, he was an unreal rebounder, and he was actually yeah. a pretty good defender. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I mean, Mitchell Robinson, like he doesn't have an offensive game. I mean, you've yeah. seen the well, they Rico Hines runs where he's crossing <laughs> over and shooting threes, but like Ben Simmons does that. And, yeah. He's know. the ultimate offseason guy. He's worse than Ben Simmons, I reckon, Mitchell Robinson, because yeah. he does things that he'd never done in an NBA game. At least Ben Simmons does stuff that's like in his or has been in his game at one point or another. You know, Mitchell Robinson's clips, never been taking crossover step back threes. Yeah, I've seen clips of Mitchell Robinson like cross cross tween tween like step back James Harden three. Hmm. I'm like, I don't want to see Mitchell Robinson doing that on NBA court. It's funny because it's like, well, you can practice it all you want, but you're never ever going to have to pull that out in the game because no. if you're in an isolation one on one with your matchup as Mitchell Robinson outside the three, you're just going to be sagging off. You're not going to have to put the ball on the floor. No. So it's like, what's the point in even working on it? Just yeah, work on catching lobs and out. Yeah. Yeah. That's why, yeah, that's why they're in panic mode for me. Because it's, it's this could spiral very quickly. If he could embrace like that Stephen Adams type of role, you know, I'm yeah. not saying he would be, he could be as good as Steve, but, I think embrace that. Stephen Adams got like a hundred million, like yeah. you know. You, and I think this comes back to 
Um, I saw a clip of Russell Westbrook. I think it was on one of those Rico Hines runs. And he was talking about Kevin, Kevin Looney. And he was like, why do you think he's still in the league? He does, he does the things that he is really good at well and doesn't try to go outside of that. You know, and he knows where his niche and where he's where his um, strengths are, and just plays to that. It's like, do that, yeah. Man. And he he provides like a very vital role for a exactly, yeah, exactly. There's always he, there's always good stories about role players like that. Mm. My favorite one is Alex Caruso when he yeah he went to OKC's G League affiliate, um, yeah. and he went in and said to Sam Presti, "He's like, what what do I have to do?" to get picked up here and he was like just be a good teammate and play defense because in reality if you're getting picked up off the g league side you're going to be the 15th 14th man you don't need to be a 30 point scorer you know there's already five guys on the team that can do that and do it you know in and out every night um you don't have to be you know a big like rim protector there's already starting centers all around the league that are doing that you need to be a plug and play come in, defend the best player on the court for five minutes, um, knock down your open threes and mm. not turn the ball over. That's what you have to show yourself, uh, show coaches that you can do. Um, I don't think, you know, Mitchell Robinson does what he does well and he doesn't need to push the boat out any further. I mean, you know, it's probably a bad thing that he has these people around him telling him. I assume they're probably saying, like, man, look at like Joel Embiid. That could be you, bro. Mm, like, exactly. It's, yeah. it's not it. It's not it. You're not, you're not Joel Embiid. And, and that's, that's not a negative thing at all. You know, you're still playing in the NBA. You still could make great money. You know, you could still win a championship on the right team. That's, it's, yeah, to your point, and it's, you've got to surround yourself with good people that will actually want the best for you and, that, and be honest with you at the end of the day. Yeah, I think that comes back to there's so many guys in the league with massive egos that care about yes. numbers more than – care about numbers, care about money more than they do about winning. Mm. That's, you know, guys exactly. like that. No, exactly. Um, my Any team, other, yeah, go. Yeah, my team I had was not as bad now because they've actually just picked up a 30 point win, but I had the Minnesota Timberwolves. Ooh. Oh. Mostly because, um, in the West, I was sort of thinking like they're now three and two. I actually thought I didn't didn't realize they'd only played their fifth game today. It just felt like they actually lost a few more than two games. Been on like a four game of, losing skid because of how bad their losses are. Yeah, they their losses just come from like stupid things. Like they give up massive mm-hmm. leads. They just don't play defense. They give away dumb fouls. It's just like things that you should be able to coach out of teams but the group at minnesota haven't been able to fix that um obviously a 30 point win today you know that's promising um cat and ant both fucking played really well they sort of looked like they were heading in a better direction like cat and um and taking a majority of the shots that's what you want and then you know disperse pretty evenly between the rest of the team but my other theory behind them was um, you just can't get too far behind too quick or else you're going to be out of the playoff race very quickly in the West because it's not there's not enough bad teams where you can pick up like seven, eight win, win streaks here to like claw your way back in. If you're going, you know, 
win for loss, win for loss. Soon enough, you'll be 12th, 11th, and you'll be fighting for a play-in spot, which you don't want to be doing against, you know, because there's probably going to be like six teams that are playing for maybe like the last three play-in spots come the end of the season. And you just want to be want to be locked in. That's why I sort of had them as like a panic station team. I don't think there's much they could do. Obviously, they've been trying to shop Cat for a while. Uh, whether whether that'll happen, I don't think so. Doesn't seem as a market for him. Maybe in the off season, or maybe if he demands a trade and the value sort of drops. But mm. yeah. don't know how you guys see that. Yeah, but they're kind of at, at a crossroads here. Um, if they don't get rid of Cat, I don't, I don't know where this team goes. To be quite honest, you know, Ant supposed to be the future of that franchise. Um, mm. And I think that's been accepted. Well, at least I hope so. Um, but, you know, to your point, you've got Gobert there. And to be quite honest, I think Rudy Gobert can fit in quite well if he accepts his role and who he is, you know. That defensive guy gets the boards, blocks the shots, um, and he kind of settles into that. Like, he could, that, that, that could work out really well. But, you know, I think he has. I, it's just, their rosters are shambles. Like, mm. I, I like Jaden McDaniels, though, man. He's nice. I think he's really nice. Got to get rid of Cat, though. That, that's the thing. No, well, you don't have to get rid of Cat, but no, you do, Tom. You've got Cat, Gobert, and Naz Reed, like three pretty like quality bigs, but you can't play two out of three together because yes. as soon as you've got two, I mean Naz Reed maybe, but like Cat, Cat and Gobert on the floor together, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I guarantee their plus minus is absolutely terrible. Like. Ant will be out there playing basketball and he'll look like he's playing like the 1980s. Like the floor space will be atrocious. <laughs> like you just need to open up the floor for Ant, give him like a viable pick and roll big, and then shit will happen for him. Like, yeah. They need to play Cat the same way Anthony Davis plays, but he just refuses to. Because mm. he just so badly wants to be KD. Yes. Hey, yeah. I, if they could trade for some awesome, um, maybe an upgraded point guard, you know, Mike Conley's great there, but you know, a, a point guard for the future going forward with that team, mm. um, get him coming off the bench. I don't know who they trade for a nice young point guard, and then somebody at the three there. You know what I mean? I don't know. Cats of the Wizards. Cats of the Wizards. Nas Reed, get him in the starting lineup. Cat, and no, then, no. Cats of the Wizards. Get um. Oh, here we go. Get uh, Corey Tyus Chris, Jones. But- Love Tyus Jones. Tyus Jones to uh, the Timberwolves. Now you've got Tyus Jones and Anthony Edwards and Gobert. Love Jaden McDaniels. Just just wait Jane, till he cooks later, in the, later yeah. in the season. But you need an upgrade at, at small forward there, you know. You need, wait, who's you need coming someone. on the trade? You're saying Cat to Tyus the Jones. Just Tyus Jones. No, no obviously, obviously not. Obviously not just Tyus Jones. Yeah, you, have you, to. Get, you could get Kuzma with that. Yeah, probably. I mean, I was just saying, like, I was trying to think of a, a good point guard, and Tyus Jones is somebody that I think can help anybody win. You know what else would be all right? Cat to Utah for Laurie? Yeah. And maybe Utah will never do that, though. Yeah, I reckon. You think Utah would take Cat for Laurie Marketing? You know what? Yeah, maybe not. Laurie Marketing is just a better company towns. Like, yeah, literally. <laughs> 
you know, you know, you know, you know what would be great. I don't think it would work though. But it's uh, Carnthy Towns for like Mikael Bridges and Ben Simmons. That would no. That's yeah. That would suit Minnesota way too well. Yeah, but they would like make that team so good. You have Ben, who is a massive, and I think he's going to have a you know a back to form season. Mikael Bridges slots into that season. three back to form. I think he's going to be okay. You know, he was like like seventeen and like almost triple double. Like, yeah, it won't be that. But he looks engaged. I've been watching some Nets basketball. Ben Simmons Sorry. Is there. Sorry, let me not back. I mean, I don't mean that. For, I mean, literally just back to playing basketball form, Tom. Okay, <laughs> right. <laughs> like just not on the being bench. out there, not on the bench. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. But like a, a Mikel Bridges esque kind of for that, and a younger a younger point guard, I think would do wonders for that team. I reckon Minnesota would be like a real fun team to do like a a fantasy GM role of. Yeah, because I just think like they've got. As we talked about, you know, we see that they could be a potential playoff team. Like they've got so much potential to be a good team. Like a mm. few fixes here, like like you said, like a Macau Bridges. If you get get him in there, um, like I think even getting Tyus Jones and Kyle Kyle Kuzma from the Wizards, like you said, Aiden, I think that would make them a lot better. It might not help as much defensively. Well, Tyus Jones is all right defensively, but yeah. But you still yeah, have, interesting, interesting like, in your starting five, you still have three elite defenders, Gobert, McDaniels, and Edwards. Mm. And then Tyus Jones can handle his job. Kuz, in that playoff performance in the bubble, he had some massive defensive games. So, you know, back, he has back in, back, back in 2020. Yeah, back in the bubble. So he, he has it in the locker. That, I, I reckon that lineup would be really good. Naz Reed, big jelly off the bench as well. Love Naz Reed. Big, big jelly. jelly off the bench. Big J. Um, I've got another team. I've kind of, I've taken this more of, well, actually, no, this is more, a little bit of panic stations. It's early Lakers. again, but this is the thing. Um, the Bucks. Um, they've been talked about a bit by some media personalities, but they they are 26th in the league in opponents' points per game right now. Mm. Um, I mean, we knew this going in. Damian Lillard is just a fucking turnstile on defense. Um, I've been watching them play. Like, Chris Middleton, um, I didn't realize he was on a minutes restriction until I heard on Bill Simmons' podcast. But I was watching. I was like, what's going on here? Um, Adrian Griffin, the coach, he just looks like he's out of his depth. Like, they just They look like they have no identity. Um, I'm surprised how awkward the Giannis and Dame pick and roll is. It, it, like, it, it, it seems like there's not a lot of spacing with it, eh? I don't but know. You think, you think that would be pretty unguardable, but like Giannis doesn't yeah. seem to be able to know how to set screens. No. Um, and so that's a bit of a problem for them. And yeah, just they don't really have much depth. Yeah, they haven't like, got anything from their role players, though. No. Nah. They're very old. Like Jay Crowder is one of their big role players. He's old. Boss man. Um, yeah, they're just, I don't know, like their, their offense still hasn't like clicked very well either. They're 14th in points per game. Their rebounding is atrocious. They're 28th in the league in rebounding. Mm-hmm. Um, assists per game, they're 27th in the league. Like they just, yeah, some very alarming numbers. Um, again, early in the season, but 
I think that's a another team. Um, anyone else got another team that I'd like to add? I this is uh, maybe the Kings. Um, maybe only because they've had like some really close losses, but they do seem like like it's a again it's a. I think we talked about some of the earlier pods that this may be one of the teams that regress. Um, yeah. Just due to the fact that I think teams are able to defend them and figure them out a little bit more. Don't get me wrong, Darren Fox is still unreal and he's he's, he's crafted a guard, but they are starting to pack the paint more and Sabonis isn't as effective down the stretch. Um, mm. And you saw that in the Warriors series last year. You know, Kevin Looney kind of just had him locked up. Um and it does become a lot of a lot of ISO ball to get them out of a, a lot of tight spots with either Malik Monk or Darren Fox. And to their credit, they're able to do that because those two guys are absolutely unbelievable. And when it comes to creating their own shot. So um and Keegan Murray's great as well. They have a great young team. I just don't know. It'd be great if they had some more veterans on that team, I think. Because I think they'll yeah. need it come down the stretch. Yeah. Um, that's a that's a maybe for me. There's two other teams I won't really go into detail in. I'm just little. I'm watching with a little bit of concern. Uh, the Thunder, and oh. um, Thunder. I don't know whether anybody else had this, but the, the yeah, the Lakers just. Oh. I don't, we've had some injuries like Vando, obviously not being there will um, impacts us defensively. Like we're 19th in the league in defense right now. Which and we're like 26th in rebounding, aren't we? Or offensive rebounding or something. Yep. Um, they said that on the thing today, but according to NBA.com, we're 14th in rebounding per game. So, Well, we must be higher defensive but low offensive. Whereas yeah. Vando is a good offensive This is just rebounding. overall rebounding. Yeah. Um, yeah. Points per game. We're just, we're just, about, we're just around about 20th everything. Um, but defensively, like with a team with Anthony Davis, where I think a few of us project him to be the deep boy, to be that low defensively is not great. And I think I said to you guys, um, was it last pod, that I was real worried about we just don't have anybody to guard the perimeter. Mm. Um, but I forgot, Shots, Vando, Vando like can. Like, remember that we put him on Steph Curry? Like, he's, it was difficult, but like, mm-hmm. he, he did a pretty decent job for a big guy. So hopefully, Vando will clean up a bit more on the perimeter um, and then it will lead to less. Anthony Davis having to do too much at, at the rim. But those are my two teams. Was, was the panic scales, it's 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 increasing with those two. No, fair enough. Should we should we in a similar vein yeah. move on to probably early MVP predictions for us for our top five? Hundred percent. Aiden, what do you got? Yeah. Uh, my top five so far. Are you, oh, sorry, are you going was, in order? Yeah, I'll go in order. I thought it would be a little bit more controversial, but it, I don't think it is at all. So number one, I've got Jason Tatum. Um, mm. So do I. It yeah. just looks unreal. He's, I, think I think we're all going to be. I think we're going to be pretty set. similar, to be quite honest. Yeah. Um, two, I've got Luca. I think Ooh. thirty-seven a game on a four and one team. Uh, third, I've got Jokic. Sort of felt bad putting him at three instead of one. Um, I love watching the Nuggets. It's like, fuck, they're insane at basketball. Just they are. I hate it, but I love it at the same time. Yeah. 
one of the better offensive teams we've had in years, I think. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, statistically they are. Yeah. Fourth, we talked about it before, Steph. Like, how are they, what are they, five and one or something? And mm-hmm. he's having 30 a game. Like, it doesn't seem like he should even be in the MVP conversation, but yeah, looking at the numbers, it's like, oh, fuck, he should. Um, and then fifth, I have a, a split. Um, I have Tyrese Maxey and Tyrese Halliburton. Mm. I, you definitely just have him beat over Maxey, but Maxey's unlocked that team this year. Well, Nick Nurse has like unlocked the team by actually running an offense. Um, and Tyrese Maxey's actually a good player. And he's mm. proven it. And he's 27 a game, 49% from the field. Making three threes, had a double double this morning with with assists. So I think no hard in there. He's stepped up massively. And then obviously Halliburton's having a massive season, and if he's on the floor, the paces are seem to be in games. If he's off the floor, they're pretty shit team. So sort of broken it down to actual true value there. That's just early season though. I'd still say, like, Embiid ahead of Maxi. I just wanted to be controversial. Um, yeah. Uh, your list is, yeah, very similar to mine. Um, yeah, I have Tatum. Oh, you have Maxi at two? <laughs> no. Um, I have, yeah, I've got Tatum first. Um, I don't know if you, I don't know, you didn't read, I don't think you saw a set of stats, but um, 30, 39 and four. He's shooting 56% from the field. Like, mm. Holy fuck. 40% from three, 80% free throw. 40 from um, three. Number two, number. number two, I had uh, Jokic, 27, 12, and seven. 64% from the field, 40% from three. Um, 68% from free throw, not not great, but who cares? Um, Doesn't it foul No. Um, and then, yeah, Luca third. 33, 10, and nine. Like, fucking hell. And they're actually winning games, so those matter. They dropped the whole dropped the whole four points per game from that uh, low scoring effort yesterday. Was it yesterday? Day before? Oh, did, well, yeah. Because I heard you say thirty seven a game, so I was like, "What?" Yeah, it was thirty seven. Um, but he, well, he um, only had like twenty one last game or something. He's shooting fifty percent from the field and forty four percent from three, which is a good sign early. That his threes are going down. And he's taking like almost eleven a game, I think. So Jeez, that's a good. That's that's a very good sign. What's um, that? Four and a half a game. Makes yeah. Fourth, I have um, Steph, pretty much what you said. Um, but I think, like I think you said before we recorded the pod, that like there's a few wins that could have gone the opposite way, so their record might have not looked as good. Mm. Um, and then I actually have uh, Tyrese Maxey's teammate fifth, uh, Joel Embiid. Oh, so you're gonna say Tobias Harris? <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think B is going to take a lot of shit because of the whole he'd get an MVP last year and all that. But he he's averaging uh, almost thirty a game, eleven rebounds, and he's averaging six assists a game. Yeah, like, seven actually. Uh, I'm on basketball reference, um, I'm on basketball reference, Tom. I don't know. Well, I have I have six point two assists per game here. I've got a cool seven. Um, turnovers just under four turnovers a game. Um, you know, it's two two blocks a game. Yeah, it's just yeah. So those those are my my five. Very very similar to yours, Ed. Yeah, very. Yeah, nothing controversial though. I thought you might want to get a hot take in there. Mm. 
Yeah, not not yet. Give me give me um give me a month into the season. I'll slip in a hot tag for you. I had Jason Tatum number one as well. I don't think there's any anything controversial about that. Um, I actually had Jokic second. I think. Um, okay, so same and, as me, but yeah, continue. Yeah, I mean it's it's I have Jokic second and Luca third. Like you could flip oh. flop between those two. Yeah. Um, fourth, I had Joel. To every point that Tom just made as well, just with how I think with Nick Nurse coming in, Tyrese Maxey running that ball just makes it so much easier for him as well. You know, yeah. they're not um, having to rely on him. And you saw that, I think, in the first couple of games. I actually really enjoy watching Philly play. Um, Same. Where, I'm surprised about that. Eh? Yeah, where he kind of went into the uh, – he came down and he it seemed like he had to force the force the shot a little bit. And then next vision down, him and Tyrese just go pick a roll straight to the hoop, eh? Either he's he, either he's popping or Tyrese is getting all the way to the hoop and he draws the defense and Joel's right there, right? Which I feel like he hasn't had since Ben Simmons, you know, a few years ago when he was doing all that. Because for as much shit as Ben gets, he's a very intuitive player, especially when he's on the same page with the people around him. Um, so he looks like, and Joel looks like he's having fun again, to be quite honest. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's fun. And then... Fifth, Tyrese Maxey. Um, oh, I love it. Absolutely love this kid. 27, um, 5 and 5. Um, absolute score. Um, and I think as the season goes on and as um, he gets more comfortable being that starting and that starting role since James is gone, um, he'll trust the teammates more and he'll give the ball a little bit more um, because teams will figure out how to stop him offensively, you know, and that will dip a little bit. Um, and that's where those double teams come a little bit more, um, and that's where you can kick and find those people out there, you know. Kelly Oubre, um, you know, has been hot to start the season as well. Tobias Harris actually hasn't been too bad um, to start either. So I think this Philly team has actually, believe it or not, gotten better since James Harden's left. Um, yeah, in my eyes, I mean, at I least think... to start the season. And Aiden touched on it real briefly. It's it's Nick Nurse. Like, he's just done yeah. wonder for that team, man. Like, Tobias Harris not being Jan in the corner has obviously opened him up a lot more. The movement, mm. the player movement is way better, and that's going to help your likes of Tyrese Maxey. Yep. Um, I think I'm not sure if it was all of us, but we were pretty um, we were pretty negative on Philadelphia for their over under. Yeah, we were. Yeah. Um, but I, I assume like you guys, you didn't expect them to fix the James Harden situation so quick. Nope. Yeah, I did not think it was going to get nah. resolved this quickly. I thought it was going to be a crap year for them, you know what I mean? But I think that's Nick Nurse and... We know where you're going to get at Joel Embiid. I think it was Nick Nurse and Tyrese Maxey being able to control that team and give that team an identity, yeah. And they're long yeah. on defense as well. They have, defensive. they have four people averaging 20 a game. It's that's unheard incredible. Of. <laughs> Absolutely mm. incredible. Yeah, so I think it'll be an interesting season to see what comes out of an MVP race, I think will be as tight as ever. You know, I don't think it's going to be a, a two-legged, well, just two horses in it with Joel Embiid and um, Jokic this season. It'll be really interesting to see how it all turns out. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah. So we will see. I'd actually right. like to see um, KJ Martin oh. play a bit, play a bit with this side. 
I reckon has like it's quite similar to Cali Ubro in terms of the way he plays. Mm. Not as good of a shooter. But um yeah, I think he might fit in quite well. And also just on them, three of those twenty point scorers are shooting at over forty five percent from three. And Joel Embiid's also also shooting thirty seven and a half percent from three. It's just it's insane. They're shooting forty percent from three as a team. Jeez, jeez! Shout out Nick Nurse, coach of the year yeah. already. Jesus. All right. Any other takes we want to get off on NBA before we move topics? I'd say I did have Anthony Davis as my fifth place no. before today's game. Uh, before oh, today's slate, and now uh, I switched him out for Maxi slash Embiid slash Halliburton. I love how things can change just one day this early in the season. Can are we? You reckon Giannis is he's out of the MVP race now? Yeah. Uh, if they don't turn it around sooner rather than later, yes, they get to like thirty game, uh, even twenty games, and they're still kind of at five hundred or below. Mm-hmm. You know, no, it's hard, really hard. Because all it really takes is 10 games. Like, it was 10 yeah. games last year for Jokic, those last Literally. 10, it was gone. Although, yeah. it tanked himself, but as we said earlier, as we alluded to, yes. Mm. Tom, any, any closing thoughts, or we'll see how the rest of the season plays out? Yeah, we'll see how the rest of the season plays out. No, fair enough. All right, then. Should we move on to um, a little bit of a different segment that we've had? This is kind of on the kind of on the back of a few conversations we'd have. But, Aiden, do you want to let us know what we're into now? Yeah, well, it's kind of a bit of fun. Mm. We're all about that around here. Um, you know, last week you put together a good quiz. Uh, we, Me and Tom, we rattled off all those Marvel movies. Um, you know, a bit of good feedback on that. People are like, more Marvel, um, more basketball. So we thought, let's combine the two together. Um, and we're going to draft a six-man NBA squad with Marvel Universe characters. Um, it's going to make no sense. There's going to be no logic to anything. But as I said, it's all about the fun. Just fun guys over here at Certified Bucket Boys. Mm. Certified and, Fun uh, Boys, if you will. Yeah, infertile draft, if you will. Yeah. Do does anybody want to go first, or is there any questions? Or no, nah, mate. No. 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 I'll go first. Should we go in reverse yeah. order of the screen? Yeah, where you go. Oh, you want the first? Oh, okay, classic. classic. I'm not even going to take somebody. I think that's going to be up for debate here. I'm going to get Iron my man. superstar out of the way. Iron Man. Iron Man. At small forward, oh. Thor. Oh, it's a great pack. It's a great pack. That's my power forward gone off the board, so I'm, I'm reeling already. It's oh, the one I want, Thor. I just needed my superstar. I'm going to build around pack. it. I'm going to build around it. Um, Interesting, yeah. So for me, I had him at power forward. Interesting you've gone small forward. I just feel like at small forward, like has the last sort of 25 years of NBA basketball, small forward has been like the superstar position. Kawhi, KD, LeBron, Mallow. Just... But see, I, I, I picture him, he's, he's a big body, he's, he's a big bruiser. I, I just can't see him moving out on the perimeter very well. But hey, your team, your, your team. Um, 
in in line with what you're doing there, I'm going to pick my superstar, um, uh, my point guard. He's a leader of my team. He's an absolute sniper. Um, if you see the way he whips his weapon around, it's just accurate. He's 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 hitting like twenty guys with his shield. Just his accuracy is insane. Um, his defense his defense is insane. Nobody's hitting him. He's bumping people off that shield. He's freakishly athletic for a human. Um, I know he's been put through that chamber and all, but he's yeah, completely complete athletic specimen. And that's um, Captain America. Mm. Yeah, I love that. So do I go back to back here? Yeah, we'll do Snake. Yeah, Cap's a great leader at point. I yeah had thoughts about him. Um, I just thought maybe lacking a little bit of personality to run run my franchise. Yeah. Captain America lacking personality. Yep. And I think that's just your bias showing that you're just mm. not a big Captain America guy. Mm, I think it's a... Yeah, um, no, it is. It is. 100% with you, Tom. We did some scouting. He didn't fit the criteria. Um, with my pick, um, this guy, real mobile, real nimble. Got him at point guard as well. I think he's going to be real good facilitator. A uh, bit of a young guy, but there to lead my franchise. Spider-Man at the point. Oh, yeah. oh, huge. That is a young uh, guy. A young guy. Young guy, bright future, though. I kind of look at him as kind of that, that, that Tyrese Maxi kind of. You know, he's he's young, 22, figuring it out. But look, the results speak to himself. Back against the wall, under the bright lights, he's got it done. Time and time again, you know. Um, Iron Man gave him the torch. You go you go, be great. You know you know who else said that? Kobe. Gave Giannis that mm. challenge, go be the MVP, and look what happened. So I kind of, that's kind of where I see that. Um, and then at my center, how can I go past this? Hulk. Big bruiser in the middle. You know, that Stephen Adams-esque, what I was talking about earlier in the pod, you know, plays his role, um, gets those boards. He's going to crash every time. He's setting those screens, um, a little bit of a little bit of a ego check at the door. But, you know, under some coaching, we think we can get it out. We saw it in the pre-draft workout. I think we can get out of control. It didn't yeah, you do that you're, great. Not, you're not worried about that anger? You're not worried about him just being no. kicked out of a Game 7 NBA Finals? And I mean, that's the high risk, high reward play we do with these draft lotteries, isn't it? You know, right. we go, does does the talent override, you know, some of these things that we think we need? In this case, yes. So Also, Hulk has been known to go missing in some of the biggest occasions. Not worried yeah. about that. He, ha- he has. Um, and that's where, that's where I think and that's where I hope we're trying to develop that young core with, with Spider-Man and him that little two-man game, if we can get a good relationship on and off the court with them, I think he can rectify some of the wrongs that he's had in his past. It's okay. it's it's kind of like, you know, he was great in some games in college, did go missing in some others, but trying to try, try and look at the upside here. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did think about him. He was an obvious choice for a center, but... Uh... My drive for him, we just we went sold on the big body. We want some mm. mobile people out there. Um, so you picked Evan Mobley. Next, I'm going to go for my uh, small forward. Um, not a lot of work. Uh, sorry, not a lot needs to be said about this guy. He's just an athletic specimen. Probably, you probably know that he's a great basketball player too, and that's our Black Panther. Mm, uh, he was on the board. Great he was on the board. Oh, 
great poker. I don't know if you need to say much more, actually. No, you don't. You know, Black Panther did actually dress up as Victor Oladipo for the dunk contest last year. Mm. Shout out, Vic. Little, little known fact. Aiden. It's a good pick. I've, yeah, he was he was probably going to be my next pick. Do you have him at the three there? Yeah, small forward. I don't have to pivot. I had him at the two. <laughs> I originally had him at the two as well, but when you see my... um. Probably my next pick. When you when you see my two guard, you'll know why I had to had to switch there. I'm gonna go along the lines at centre, big body. Um, somebody I think is a bit more ruthless in the paint. Um, you know, hasn't been known to hold back. Probably pushes the boundaries a little too often. Um, but also, you know, just, he's there for a good cause at the end of the day. Um, oh, I know where he's going. Whether, whether it's right or wrong in our eyes, I'm going with Thanos. That's into them. Oh, no, that's not where I thought he was going. That's outrageous. Um, you're not you're not worried that he's just going to beef with everybody in the team. Yeah, I was about to say the, the most toxic person you could pick. I think you've said you've said that Thor is your superstar, mm. and now you've gone and taken Thanos, and I don't think Thanos is going to like being second fiddle. Yeah. Haven't they had some off the court issues as well? Yeah, or or is that just me? <laughs> Give me out here. Give me out here. Early two thousands, Shaq and Kobe. Oh man, if you make it work, it will be unreal. But all we need is three titles, and it's a success. <laughs> all you need. It's high risk, high reward. Here it is. High risk, high reward. See, I was tossing up Hulk there, and I just thought, you know, Thanos has just got a bit more to him. Pretty similar body size. Um, pretty similar game. But yeah, I just thought Thanos maybe be a better finisher around the room. Man, did not see that coming at all. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in the same lane of you criticizing, um, well, not criticizing, but questioning the off the the issues the Hulk might provide, you've then gone and taken somebody that probably has more issues than the Hulk. But hey. Are, are, are you not concerned with some of the videos and some of the tweets he's put out, you know, over, over the last, you know, years or so? Spreading world Listen, domination has- propaganda. His presence in social media doesn't worry me too much. Um, once he's in the franchise, we'll we'll start working on that. But right. I do just you... do want to put forward he probably hit one of the cl- clutches buckets of all time. Yeah. Um, okay. Sort of winning the um, battle of the world. Um, yeah. yeah. Even though there's a detriment to, you know, half the Yeah, sure, you can look at it like that. Um, just depends on what sort of side you're on, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, true. That, that is actually on me. That's um, and if he's doing it for my franchise, then doesn't matter. Give, give me that at at, at the two or three. Mm. That's in my opinion. Yeah, that's so um, true. You've won me over with that. So this pick actually at the three hundred one. I've gone for a natural born leader. Um, oh, he died. Oh, he's done it, hasn't he? Somebody from from Earth. You know, somebody mm. who can speak our language. Yeah, love it. Um, doesn't need superpowers to be an excellent, oh. uh, an excellent superhero, and that's Star Lord. Oh. Again, oh. didn't think, didn't think that. Yeah, that's not where I thought we were going again. Thought we were going somewhere <laughs> else again. Um, what position did we put him at? Sorry, uh, he's at he's at the point. Mm. Um, oh, yeah. okay. much like much like Cap and leading the Avengers. You know, Star Lord he leads his own own team of misfits, mm. uh, the Guardians. And I just I liked him there a bit more over Cap. It just takes me back to the personality statement. He's just a bit more about him. Um, now. Again, yeah. you're not you're not worried about the off court beef between um, Star and Thanos. The fact that Thanos, um, you know, he ruined Star Lord's love life. 
Well, to be fair, I think the Thor and Star Lord beef might be even worse because they both want yeah. to be the leader of the team. Right now, I've got three leaders. Um, I think, yeah, yeah, I think sure, you just look, I'm you're curious looking at to see. I'm, I'm not sure you're looking at much chemistry here, but hey. I've got two, got a great two role players. I've got I've got two role players and a six man that is built to be a role player. So right. I'm hoping to make it work. Okay. okay. Um okay. my next pick. Um I'm gonna go for my shooting guard here. Um I liken this guy to a, a Manu Ginobili. He's just oh, okay. he's very crafty, you know, very crafty, very sneaky, very slinky. Any word I can use being crafty, and that's yeah, um, yeah. That's Loki. Oh, Ooh, the left-handed love, Avenger. Love yeah. That. That's my, two, is it? Yeah, so I've got my point guard, my shooting guard, my small forward down there. Um, I could could actually say, you know, you've been not questioning the relationships of my players, Loki and Captain America. <laughs> no. Not the best path. But as you've seen... Uh, Loki has turned a leaf and he is now a good guy. So, yeah, but you you wouldn't want them to treat the ball like the Tesseract, you know, because much like much like the first Avengers, you know, there's only one Tesseract, but too many players. Mm. Hey, they had these differences in high school, but um, now that they're grown men coming to the league, mm. uh, fair enough. You're lacking a bit of height, but yeah, you've no, only you, taken you, it through Wales. But you wait, you wait. But, all right, maybe yeah. Shooting guard, went with a bit of a veteran, someone that can bring this team together as well next to Spider-Man, no one to come up big when the chips are down, Iron Man. Yeah, I like that. I'm surprised he's still on the board. Yeah, yeah. so am yeah. I, to be quite honest. Um, That's a very good the, Brought him into the franchise, just he's been there, he's done it all, he's seen it all. When the, when the times get tough, when we're down 2-1 in a series, you know, conference semis, we're away in Boston, you know, crowds going nuts. Down three with two minutes to go, he's there steadying the ship, you know, helping mm. us helping us get through those tough times. So ultimately he may be a guy that's gonna cost you a game two, but he's the guy that wins you a game seven. Yeah. Tom, I couldn't have put a bit of myself actually. Yeah. Such a um, good call. That's such a good call. Um, went there and then branched out a bit of it, going back going back for a bit of youth at my three. I went with Groot. Oh, fucking cunt. That was my he center. was on the board. He was on the board. He was my power forward. Yeah. Groot was yeah. my center. Now I'm, now, so now I'm going to be reeling for some height here. Play, it is play such a good, I, I don't even have a backup here. <laughs> I was so sure I, it wasn't going to get taken. Yeah. That play, was my next play, pick. Playing oh. him at the three, he is so versatile. He, he could play one to three, one to five, to be quite honest. Lights out shooter, dribbles unbelievably well, you know, and I think he's going to pair really well next to um, whoever my four is. And I won't tell you yet, but I think it will come together really well. Another young guy who's hungry to win. No, See, I feel game. like you've got you've got quite a bit of size out there. I don't, I don't think you have much. Um, I got. I mean, it's Spider Man Nine, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Spider Man, he's small. He's a small guard. Um, yeah. Iron Man's you know, kind of, you know, that... that and then you've got, you've got Groot on the wing. I, just, I don't know if he's going to get out and close out well. He's, he's a big body, you know? He is, but he's, 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 he is a big body. I, I, I still think he'll be all right. You know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where am I going to go here? You've really taken that <laughs> off me because Groot was my center. 
Um, you also take my sixth man with Spider Man. So, where are we gonna go? Um, ooh, okay, I'll go with my um, I got my power forward here. Um, mm. it could be, it, it, yeah, a bit a bit controversial with um the chemistry in the room. Um, and that's probably why he slipped quite far in the draft board here. Uh, we're hoping we can get him in and um you know change change how he is uh cat america you know he's he's that leader that could help with that um and once he sees the direction and he might realize that he wants to be a part of this um he's an absolute weapon warpath he he took on all of the avengers almost defeated them um until the brilliance of tony stark obviously came through um but that is ultron and my power board that's great Jesus. That's that's a weapon up there. Yeah, that's actually he'll take some defending. Yeah, that's for sure. That's mm. great. That's great. That's great, Pope Tom. Oh, I've got my center now. Oh no, he's figured it it's, out. It's all coming together. That group pick has thrown such a spanner in the works for me. Oh. Um. I don't know. What I honestly, to do I honestly didn't. I honestly didn't think three of the guys I had would have been picked, but you've really thrown me off here. I'm going to take an absolute sniper at the two. Somebody that's 100 percent from the field for his career. Oh, I know where you're going here. Come on, going Hawkeye. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I liken him to a Kyle Corver. Mm. Yeah, that's a good call. Um, and we've also seen, you know, he can go to those dark places. Um, mm. Not just a nice guy. Uh, and I think when called upon, he'll hit the biggest shots. So yep. that's why I like him at the two there. Great shooter. Just what I need. Um, at this at the 403. So that's four rounds done. So at the 501. Um. I'm actually going to go to my sixth man here because I'm unsure what to do at the four, and I'm going to go with Ant Man. Oh, somebody that's he's he's been oh. called upon late in games. Um, he's, you know, questionably wasn't even the franchise player at his own movie. Um, and number two, you know, he had, he had a sidekick maybe even more important than him in the Wasp. Number three, Kang. You know. We see the writing's already on the wall. There's going to be a dynasty. Mm. For me. Um, that's that's just there. So I know he can come and he'll be an unselfish player. He can play big or small. Um, he's so versatile in that aspect. So I like him there as my sixth man. Nice. Mm. Um, Thank you. Yeah, very versatile. I like that. Um, I'm going to go for my center here. I finally. Finally found a way to get some size in the team. Don't do it, Tom. Don't do um, it. Did you? Who did you compare the Hulk to? Myself. Did you? Did you compare it to Stephen Adams? Yes. Oh, I've I've found the real comparison. No, to Stephen Adams. don't. Do um, and my center, well. my center Damn. is going to be Korg. Love that. Oh. Um, I feel like looking at my team, I've got I've got some absolute shooters, some athletic specimens out there. Ultron, I feel like he's not the biggest guy, 
but he, he can stretch the four. He's very versatile. So I want I want a big body that's going to set some screens, do some hard yards. And I think yeah. that's why I've ultimately gone for Korg there. Mm. Okay. I like that. At my four, bit of a bruiser here. Someone to do the dirty work alongside Hulk. I got Drax. Oh, just the, just the, big name. the enforcer. Um, I, was, I was thinking Drax, but I was like, oh, I don't know if he's a good shooter. Doesn't matter he because... Does, he does his work in close, you know. Doesn't matter because when my guy comes off the bench here and gets hot, he gets hot. Vision comes in. <laughs> Comes in, will give you a cool twenty on the, off the bench as well. That's so nice. So that's how I'm rounding off my team there. That is so yeah. nice, Vision. He, yeah, I like you know, that. He he had a stone for a long time. Mm. Um, you know, this that's 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 basically a first team. Yeah, isn't it right? You know, if, you, if, if you're I, a stone, if you're a stone holder, if I maybe at the end of his it. career. But yeah, and, and that's why I got Iron Man there to keep the egos in check. So that's that's. Some might say he has the biggest ego of them all. The, the biggest ego of yeah, them all, exactly. Um. Yeah. So my sixth man was originally Spider Man, and pretty much for all the all the mm. reasons you mentioned. Um. But I've I've pivoted, and like all good GMs do, you really find a way to fill the void, and I've done that with yeah. Korg and. And I believe I've done it again with my sixth man. Oh, here we go. From your sixth man, someone off the bench, you want someone that's going to catch fire, somebody that's going to provide a bit of magic to your team, you know? Love um, And with, with that, with that, I have taken um, Doctor Strange. Oh, great that's, pick. Yeah, that's solid. That's a great pick. That's such a good pick. Because he can do a lot of things as well. A lot yeah, of he, things. He can defend. He can shoot. Yeah. yeah. That's a great pick, Tom. Take you to places you've never been before, you know. Mm, literally and figuratively. Figuratively. <laughs> yeah, that's excellent. As somebody I did think about, but um, just at the four there, I was like, yeah, it's probably not not an option for me. Um, yeah, it's a really struggling way to go here. There's like a couple big bruises around. A little like lesser known guys, um, guys that have sort of been riding the pine for other franchises. Um, I mean, you could pivot and move Thor to the four and then get a, a wing, you know. I could, but like, are we doing that that late in the draft? Mm. In the boardroom, you know. Now you're starting to panic. I am starting to panic massively, <laughs> massively. Because, like, listen, if we're matched up here, it's got to be somebody who can bang with Ultron and Drax. Yeah. Yep. At the end of the day. Um, but could you not just be like, let me go the opposite and get something that's very fast, and then you've got Ehaka with three big bodies out there. How's he going to stay in front of you? We're just packing the line. It is a good call, to be fair. Who's slippery at the four? Oh, I've got, I, I mean, I, I could help you out. <laughs> um. It's going to be a weird one. But, oh, no, I can't go there. I, can't, I was going to take another sort of leader. But that's the last thing we need. We need a stretch here. Who's a stretch mm. for? God, this group pick is throwing me off so bad. Mm. <laughs> just, he, re- 
you rounded out my team so well. You've thrown me off massively. Um, ah, son of a... This is pushing me here. I'm going to... I'm going to take Captain Sam. Yeah, Falcon, yep. I was gonna I was gonna suggest versatile and he and he can move pretty well. That's my thing. The Falcon. He's you definitely know. flying all over the court. I think mm. I've seen Anthony Mackey in a um NBA celebrity game before. Mm. So we know he has the tools. He is he, he just looks like he'd be a good basketball player too, you know. Yeah, I've gone for speed there as well, because he does. He is he's got a lot as you say, he'll be flying around. Um and I think he can he can defend. Yeah. I like I think he can defend. Plus the stretch four. He'll stretch the floor out for me. Him and Thor can be uh, replaceable as well. Mm. I don't love that pick, but you know, we're down here at six three. Have, have to do something. Had to do something yeah. on the fly. That sort of rounds I those th- out. I, I think you salvaged it pretty well. So I'll just run through the teams here for myself. Uh, at the point, Star Lord, at the two Hawkeye, at the three Thor. At the four, Cap Sam, aka Falcon, uh, and at center, Thanos. And then we've got Ant Man off the bench. For Tom at the point, it's Captain America. At the two, Loki. At the three, Black Panther. At the four, Ultron. Uh, and at center, Korg with Doctor Strange off the bench. And then for Ehak, mm. we've got Spider Man at the point. Iron Man at the two, Groot at the three, Drax at the four. And then the big body Hulk in the middle uh, with Vision off the bench to round things out. Um, let us let us know who won that. We'll chuck the teams up on on the Instagram. Give us your thoughts. Let us know about that. Um, Fantastic. And we'll, yeah, we'll move draft. on. Move on from a great oh. draft, as you say, into a even better quiz. Oh, oh, here we um, go. Here we, we go, fellas. So, over Tom. Um, my quiz here. I'm going to do something similar to what Aiden did with his NFL one where I'm going to get you go one by one. Um, you're going to have to give me oh, – I'll just I'll say. So I've, I've, got, I've got the slide shot here. The boys have seen it. It's um, NBA champions from 1969 to present. The reason yeah. I picked 1969 is that was the first year they had finals MVP. So I just thought that would be a good year to start. Mm. Um, so, yeah, you're going to go one by one. You're going to have to tell me the year the team won. So you don't have to go like – 68 to 69 you just say that the actual okay, year yeah. that they won you know um yep. so you say the year they won and you say the team um i'm going to give you each five lives okay. okay um you don't have to go and order anything you just you just pick a date and you've got them all here and you just go from there so i'll go on my screen aiden's at the top so i'll let aiden go first how do i get up here that's where he was up top um We'll go 23 nuggets. Yeah, no, well done. Uh, 2020 Lakers. Yeah, no, well done. Get the easy ones out of the way, eh? (laughs) 22 Golden State. Oh, that's what it was. It was about to the Bucks. (laughs) (laughs) Shit, you left it. (laughs) Um... 2019 Raptors. And for the life of me, I can't remember who won in 2020. That would have been the Bucks. It was the Bucks, yeah. Bucks 21. <sighs> yeah, well done. Um, Warriors 2018. 
Uh, yeah, well done. Warriors, 17. Uh, yeah, well done. Uh, Warriors, 15. Um, yep, yeah. well done. Cavs, 16. Just thought I'd try to throw it off there. Didn't nice them at all. The mighty um, 3-1 comeback. Yeah, it would have been Spurs 2014. I'll go with the Mavs in 11. Mm. I was going to say, you guys were going relatively in order there, but nice. Um, Heat 2013. Uh, yeah. I'll go Lakers in 2010. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I'll go then um, Lakers in 2009. Uh, yeah, well done. The infamous two-peat. Wait, I'll go for 12. Why didn't you go for 12? <laughs> I just thought you, you would not. We'll go 08 Celtics. Hold on. Um, we'll go 2007 would have been... Um, Spurs? Yep, 2000 was the Spurs. Spurs Cavs, yeah. 06 was the Heat. 06, uh, yes, was the Heat. 4 was Detroit. 2004, yes, that was Detroit. Um, where are we here? Um, yep. Uh, 01 was the Lakers. 2001 was the Lakers, yes. 2002 was the Lakers. Uh, yeah, 2002 was the Lakers. You, you know, you're right there. Uh, 98 was the Bulls. Yes, 98 was the Bulls. You're right. <laughs> 93 was the Bulls. Uh, yeah, you're definitely right. It was um, Michael Jordan's first ring there. First ring. Third uh, ring. Sorry, third third ring. Yeah. First of uh, the three, Peter, I think. Was what I was trying to 96 say. was the Bulls. 96 was the Bulls, yeah. 97 was the Bulls? Yeah, 97 was the Bulls, yeah. 2012 was the Heat. Yeah. Go back over there. Tidy up over there. 2000 was the Lakers? Uh, was yeah. 2000 was the Lakers. Go away. Was, that was their three peak. Oh five. Um, all that I have to have. Oh three was the Spurs. Oh <laughs> uh, three was the Spurs. Yes. Ninety nine was the Spurs. Ninety nine was the Spurs. Yeah. Ninety five was the Rockets. Are you sure? Yeah. Came Elijah yeah. one got Finals MVP. It was the Rockets. They beat 94 was the um, Rockets as well. Yes, 94 was the Rockets. You're right. No, beat the Knicks on that. I'll take the Spurs 5 <laughs> Yeah, 2005 was the Spurs. Well done. Here we go. The nitty gritty time. It's too easy, <laughs> too easy ones here and then it gets tough. <laughs> 92 was the Bulls. Yeah, 92 was the Bulls. 91 was the Bulls. Yeah, well done. 91 was the Bulls. 89 was Detroit. Uh, 89, yes, that was Detroit. <sighs> 87 
Yes. Oh, Pistons went back to back. Ninety was the Pistons as well. Yeah, ninety was the Pistons. Yes. Eighty-six was the Celtics. Uh, yeah, let me just. Yeah, nineteen eighty-six was Boston. You're right. Eighty-eight was the Lakers. Uh, eighty-eight, yes, was the Lakers. Eighty-seven was the Lakers as well. Eighty-seven was the Lakers as well. You're correct. Um. Eighty-five. Oh no! Go eighty. Eighty-four. Boston. Eighty-four was Boston. Eighty-five. Lakers. Eighty-five was the Lakers. Oh, are oh. we not going to strike here? <laughs> this will be the first strike. I'm very surprised. Go to 79. Lakers. 79. Why 79? Don't know. Um, sorry. Uh, 1979. Sorry, the Lakers. No. That's your first oh. drive. This is so wrong. 1983 was... No. 1981 was Boston. Sorry, was that 1981? Yeah. Um, 1981, yes, that was Boston. I mean, I'm going to go like 83 Lakers. Uh, 83 was not the Lakers. That is another oh. strike for you. Eighty-three. Oh, no, I can't be sure you're not. Eighty-two Philly. Eighty-two is not Philly. That's another. That's oh. one strike for you, Hugger. Is 83 Philly then? 83 is Philly, you're correct. Oh, I was like, I knew it was one of them, but I just assumed it wasn't them because I got Charles Barkley in the 84 draft and I was like, they must have traded away something. I had Moses Malone, that's right. 82 Lakers. 82 is the Lakers, you're right. There's 69 Celtics. 1969 is the Celtics. Oh, Do you know who was the finals MVP that year? Um, Bob Pettit. No. Not Chamberlain. No. Oh. The very first finals MVP of all time. Jerry West on a losing side. Jerry West, you're correct. Oh, that's such a good call, Aiden. The only man to ever do it. 
arguably should have been LeBron as well, but hey. Iguodala. Uh, where are we going? Harry Hucker. Who dominated the 70s? I mean, it would have been the Bucks. Celtics still. 19, 1979, I feel like is... No, 1978, the Bucks. Incorrect. You both have two strikes. Oh. Zach and I have three. No. I got two. I got that Philly one wrong on that one. Yeah, mm. sorry. All good. Um. Yeah, this is tough down here, eh? This is the Lakers one, like, none with Jerry West. I think they only had the one, didn't they? Weren't they like one and six or something? What year did they get it? I'll just take a stab at 70. I like it. Lakers? Uh, yeah. There's your third strike. Yet. Lakers 1980. Uh, yep. I was going to say, I'll give you a hint. I can continue with the hint. Uh, the Lakers have won two in this period, so that's one of the two. They won Magic Johnson's rookie year. That's 1980, I'm pretty sure, because 79, him and Larry Bird played in the college final against each other, right? Mm, A was. Indiana, Indiana was State. Indiana State, Michigan State. Oh, I think I got one. I kind of feel like 79 was uh, Portland. That's your guess? Yeah. Incorrect. That's oh, your fourth strike. I thought it was right. <laughs> Portland, Portland's in this list. I'll give you yeah, a hint. Yeah, no, they're in the list. 77? Yes. It's that, it's that or 78. Yes. Wow. The Portland Blades trail. That was, that was, uh, it was that or 78. It was just because they had 70, um, 79 and 78 are pretty rogue teams. I'm pretty rogue sure Golden, St- I'm pretty sure Golden State won one with Rick Barry in here somewhere as well. That'd be early, early. That'd be like, surely that's before 69. I'm pretty sure it was in the 70s, no. dude. The Warriors is on this list. Yeah, I thought uh, so. So I got to get this right or I'm gone, but. I'm pretty sure the Knicks and Washington won in the 70s as well. Washington is one of the rogue teams I was referring to. Because they had Wizard Unsell, didn't they? Yeah, that was yeah. a bullet at the time. Bullets, yeah. And I think Phil Jackson was on the team that won in the 70s for the Knicks. The the Knicks last time they was like Dave, Dave DeBoucher and fucking... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's like uh, yeah. early 70s. I think it's early 70s as well. Yeah, the Knicks, Knicks are on here twice. Is there also a Philly team in here? No, no Must Philly be, team. Sure. Is no, there a Bucks team in here? Surely there's a Bucks team in here somewhere. Be, yeah, there'll be Bucks. Yeah, not, Kareem's not Bucks. Any, any more hints. Okay. Kareem's Bucks will be in here. I'm just going to take a stab at which one. And I'm going to go off 74 as the Bucks. That's your first strike. Ah. Well done, Iaka. Do you reckon you can get any more? So, yeah, well done, Iaka. He's one of the quiz there. Uh, for those, hang on, for those listening at, at home here, 
We have two, four, six, eight, nine remaining. So the, the boys have done very well. Washington 76? No. Uh, 76 is Boston. Mm, 75, Portland? No. Nope. 75 is the Warriors. Uh, Portland are not here again, surely. I already said Portland. Sorry. Warriors, so I meant 73 bucks. 73 is the Knicks. <laughs> that, that was that next thing. And you take a stab. Yeah. Um, I think I just got lucky here. That Wizards team had to be it's early me. doors. Probably 71. 71 or something like that. 71 is the Bucks. Oh. oh. Man, it's hard to remember back then, you know? Yeah. Being, being 23 years away from birth. Um, <laughs> Bucks had a couple in here, surely, so maybe 72 as well. Uh, 72 is the Lakers. That's Jerry West's ring. Oh, oh I forgot that the Lakers are still on here. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We know the teams, just don't know where they are. 74 is the Celtics. You don't want to take a stab at 1970. Was it weird? The Knicks. 1978. Uh... Wizards. Wizards? The bullets. Nineteen seventy nine. Franchise is no longer around. Seattle. Yeah. Subsonics. Seattle. 1979. Seattle wanna run? Yeah. So um yeah, that's the list. Uh well done. You pretty much got to I think I would have got to nineteen eighty nine, like you guys mm. did with ease, and then from there on I would have been pretty it's just yeah. Yeah, would have been pretty tough. Um, but yeah, no, well done, well done, Ehacker, for taking Love it out. That. Oh, but only probably just because Adam went first. To be quite honest, well, you, nah, you did you, you have two, two in the bag. Yeah, you you had two in the bag. Lucky, much pressure. That was an awesome quiz. Thanks, man. Yeah, I like I like quizzes like that. Fun. Yeah, awesome. All right, team. I think that's us for for this week. Yeah, another big, fantastic big, podcast. Another fantastic um, podcast. Big thanks to Peloton, the sponsor for this one as well. Mm, um, so big shout out. Yeah, I've been using my Peloton bike to get to and from work, which has been awesome. Mm. Um, but love that. All right. See you, boys. Catch you later. See you.